Hi, this is Anshul Gol. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode one where our topic is racism, where it stems from, and the background of our nation. So throughout the history of the United States, there's always been discrimination and racism against other immigrant groups and smaller ethnicities. Even since the establishment of America in 1776, we can see this. For example, the big one everyone always thinks of is slavery, but I'm going to be going into detail about more other acts and for different ethnicity groups. For example, a group I want to talk about is Asian Americans, who've undergone a lot of racism, but they aren't per se always in the spotlight. So for example, the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 prevented all Chinese immigration into the America into America, which at, wasn't really effective at the time because those Chinese workers already here were able to bring over their family and start growing as a family, which multiplied their numbers. So if anything, the act proved to be like more racist than effective because the Chinese work Chinese workers' numbers just grew. And another example I want to talk about for Asian Americans is um Japanese treatment during or well the Japanese American treatment during World War Two. So after the bombing of Pearl Harbor by Japan, all Japanese Americans were forced into like these camps because they were either labeled as terrorists or spies. But the thing that made like this act more racist than anything is that these third or fourth generation Japanese Americans who didn't have any ties back to Japan were forced into these camps when they were essentially just purely American because they had no family left in Japan, but they were still categorized as spies or terrorists because of the actions of Japan. So this just proves like the racist mindset of the American government throughout history because the Japanese American or World War Two was basically seventy years after eighteen eighty two, but there was still like this racism going on. And moving on to the treatment of uh, African Americans, obviously there's slavery, but I want to talk about the high point in like Amer- uh, African American like suffrage. So, right after the Civil War, there's this Reconstruction period in which they had the most suffrage and enjoyed the most rights, and we see the first black politician in Congress during this time. But right immediately after that period, we see the treatment of African Americans go straight back to like, they were facing lynching. And then the Jim Crow laws became very apparent then and they weren't really, they weren't really enjoying like the same rights they had during the reconstruction period. And obviously, slavery is like the big thing we think about when we think about inequality. But even as mo- moving it throughout history, we see that they didn't really gain like pure equality and they were always forced into like some lower standard of life, such as sharecropping. Which just proves like throughout history that the theme of inequality and moving in uh, like immigrant immigrant groups you can think about like Irish and Mexican immigrants during the 1890s, I believe. We can see like the, most of the American economies was composed of these groups. And, but the jobs they were occupying were dangerous and low-paying compared to other groups. And quote-unquote, they wanted to preserve American jobs, so they restricted immigrants from these countries. But that wasn't really effective once again, because most Americans, or quote-unquote white Americans, did not want to take these jobs because they were so dangerous and low-paying. And through this, we can see, like, even though... That we can see that inequality has always been present because even though they didn't want to take the jobs, there was still a restriction on immigration per se. But even though allowing the immigration of 
Mexican and Irish workers would only bolster the American economy. And overall, the history of all of each of these different immigrant and ethnicities shows us the the history of inequality and where it stems from. I'm Marshall Goal, and this is episode two, and we have our first guest, David Reblice, and we're going to talk about anti-Asian American sentiments. So, David. Hello, this is David Rabelais, and I'm a junior at our school. Yeah. Oh, so what is your background? All right, so I was actually born in Vietnam, and I've lived there for eight years of my life. So I grew up speaking Vietnamese, and I really didn't know English because obviously I was in Vietnam. And then I moved to the U.S., Texas specifically, in 2012, and I did not know English at the time. So moving to the U.S., you know, as like an eight-year-old uh, in the middle of elementary school, it was kind of tough for me because... I didn't know the language here, and I didn't really know the culture either because obviously the American culture is very different from the one I grew up with in Vietnam, such as, you know, we always take off our shoes when we, like, enter, like, homes or, like, school, and me going to school and having to keep my shoes on, that was kind of weird for me as well. And the other thing is, like, obviously, you know, the language barrier because, like, when I first came to the U.S., I didn't understand what was happening in the classroom because I didn't understand what the teacher was saying. So I had to pick up that as well. And then obviously I had to make new friends that were from different uh, backgrounds as well because here there are mostly whites and obviously other ethnicities such as like Hispanic and blacks and Asians as well. So I had to, and in Vietnam, there was not really that diverse of a community. It was just mostly Asian people. Growing up in a predominantly white area, is there like, have you faced like a lot of like racism and discrimination against? Well, I've lived in Spring, Texas originally when I first moved to the U.S. And that was actually a predominantly Hispanic area. And I think it's uh, drastically different from here in the Woodlands, which is predominantly white. And I say the biggest difference is that when I lived in Spring, I faced a lot more discrimination because of my race and like, you know, me not being Hispanic as well. Like, it just seems like I didn't fit in uh, with the community. And I mean... For the Woodlands, I really haven't faced that much discrimination. Obviously, I think there is like subtle discrimination I face on a day-to-day basis, but it's not as drastic as it was when I was like uh, a child in spring. Cause like I don't know, I got a lot of name callings on the bus by the Hispanic kids when I was in the spring, and it wasn't it wasn't very fun to get called like noodle arms or like chink on the bus. Oh. Is there any specific event? Oh, besides like. Like, day-to-day basis, like, any large event that you can recall that affected your life? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, maybe not, like, one singular event, but I, I say, like, me being on the bus with, like, a bunch of Hispanic kids and not knowing how to speak, like, uh, Spanish, it was kind of tough because I feel like they were, like, cursing me out in Spanish or something. But it, it was just more of, like, every day after school, I kind of, like, dreaded going home because I had to ride the bus, and, you know, I just I just really didn't feel uh, accepted on the bus. And, you know, most of the time, I didn't even, like, have a seat to sit in because, you know, I, I didn't fit in, obviously. But... I mean, that, that was, like, just basically, like, a day-to-day thing. It wasn't, like, a singular event, but it, it obviously built up over time because I kind of built resentment towards those kids because, you know, they weren't too accepting. But, like, thankfully, I found, like, other students and classmates that were accepting of my different race. And, you know, those are the people I made friends with, obviously. But as far as, like, a singular event that I faced racism, um, I, I'm not really sure. Like, I could, like, pinpoint one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of fortunate to have not experienced one in my lifetime. So what are your views on, like, discrimination? Like, obviously, it's derogatory and all that. But, like, is there anything you just want to add to that? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think discrimination is kind of a universal thing. Like, you go you go anywhere in the world, and there's probably discrimination. Uh, but I think it's also, like, really prevalent here in America, especially, because it's more, I guess, profound, especially between, like, 
colored people and non uh white people um and i i think well i i don't want to sound it this way but like i just feel like it's always been around really because like some people obviously won't fit won't feel like they fit in with other people and they're gonna get discriminated against no matter what year it is it could be like the 1600s or like it's the 2000s i still think discrimination is gonna be there but i also think that you know people can be proactive about it and like realize and just think about it like am i discriminating like am i discriminating against certain people and like they you can choose to stop uh to discriminate against certain people and i overall if everyone kind of does that that would help a lot especially for like racism in our country because like it's the first step about it is just being aware that you're doing it and being aware that you're doing it is a really important step to take because like if you're ignorant and you're like well you know i don't think i'm racist obviously you're going to go around being racist and never really change because you're like oh yeah i'm not racist and i feel like we can see that a lot through like even now modern time we see a lot of anti uh anti-asian american sentiments like even with the increase in coronavirus we see that the attacks on asian americans almost like quadrupled in most prevalent cities so basically throughout history um anti-asian anti-asian american sentiments have continued so we've learned that through like the anti-exclusion act in 1882 it just shows how prevalent it has been i think that's all thank you for joining us today hi this is Anshul goal welcome to segment three today we have tomas rincon uh, what's your background I was born in Maracaibo, Venezuela, and I moved to the United States when I was eight years old. I, my great-grandfather was born in Lebanon, so I have Middle Eastern ancestry with me as well as being South American. And my mother is mestizo, half Spanish and half native South American. All right, so obviously you're from a very diverse background. So do you say you like on a daily basis you get impacted by like racial inequality or like get discriminated against i mean i wouldn't say it's day to day but it has happened before i remember one time in sixth grade this kid used to tease me about my name and used to call me tamale and i mean i thought at the time i thought it was pretty funny but uh, later on i realized it was actually blatantly racist uh i <laughs> Also, because I look Middle Eastern, I've been called, you know, it's the typical, you know, bomb jokes and stuff like that. But, but I mean, it really hasn't affected me that much because I, I know they're joking, you know? Yeah. So, obviously, going through all, like, these racist names and throughout, like, so sixth grade, you said, so it's been about five years. Yeah. So, has that, like, impacted your behavior or, like, the way you view these types of issues? I mean, technically, yes. Because I believe that racism is not only saying mean comments about somebody, but also trying to enforce uh, a change in way of life of another person. For example, this new thing that's called Latin X, calling Latinos Latin X, I find to be, I find to be completely insulting to the Spanish language and to the Latino community, as nobody ever uses it. So it is a way of people trying to change our culture, and I believe that is also racism, and that has impacted how I behave, as well as. Because, you know, it's, it's just not, I just have this predetermined way of what people are going to think of me and whatnot. Okay, yeah, so obviously we see, like, these anti-immigration laws, anti, like, uh, Latin America, like, these movements by, like, radical Americans. So, obviously, what are your views on, like, politics today? 
I believe that politics today are way too divided and I believe that we just we should just come together as, together as Americans first because I am an American citizen and I, I just believe that we should care for American citizens of all backgrounds and races as well. Okay, that's all. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, my name is Anshogol. This is segment four and I'm going to be talking about my personal experiences with racism and discrimination. So my background is my parents were born in India, my grandparents were born in India, and so on. I'm the first generation born in the United States. Uh, I was born in Denver, Colorado, and I moved here when I was about two, so I grew up in the woodlands for pretty much my entire life. And ever since I can remember, since about like the fifth or sixth grade, I've always been dealing with stereotypes of always being good at math, always only being able to do school, and not really always being forced into like these stereotypes. And I used to play basketball up until sophomore year, and the key memory I have is we used to be in these AU circuits that would be all around Houston, and we would play in these tournaments. And obviously, in playing competitive sports like that, there's always trash talk. And I remember the one thing I would always get attacked for is being called Balaji from Phineas and Ferb. And it's just like that prime Indian stereotype that I would face. And at the time, I didn't really think much of it. But now looking at it, that was just plain derogatory and racist because leading up to more and more it just got worse and worse as i grew older but i learned to deal with it and i know many other people do the same so another like prime example i can remember is actually quite recently it was in about august i was at a park playing basketball with my friends when we were playing these random people and they were losing and the other team was predominantly white all five of them were white and I just start, they just started coming at me because I was the only one of color. They just started me calling me Balaji, math boy, calculator, because they were obviously mad that they were losing. And I remember I, that was the first time I've ever been so angry because I finally realized like how wrong it is forcing my, like, my people into a stereotype and not allowing themselves to be who they want to be, but always being forced to be good at academics when they can be a musician, artist, or an athlete. And so, like, the point at that park is I got so angry, it turned into, like, almost a fight, basically, uh, which really showed me how much it meant to me that that there was these, like, basically, they were racist, just plain up racist. So I feel like I learned a lot that day about racism in general because... These people, they're obviously going to grow older and they're going to teach it to their kids. Because once you become racist, well, you're basically taught racism. We're not born with this racist ideals. So this idea of racism is going to be passed on. And I don't want my future generations to to go through what I went through or other people's because it's just not right. Being forced into the stereotype of always having to be good at math or being good at school you don't always have to fit into those stereotypes i feel like that is something that's really wrong with our society today and um you can see this all the time i can even in school sometimes i feel the pressure of having to succeed because i'm of indian descent i'm supposed to be good at school but in reality like i can't do physics very well but i feel like i should and i feel like that's okay though that I can extend beyond past those stereotypes and do what I really want to do as a person and become my own like individual 
person and not have to fit in the stereotype. And that's the conclusion of the podcast. We can see that I can see this through all the different people I interviewed. They really they everyone is going through a similar thing if of color if for people of color, they all go against like they're always forced into these stereotypes. And I feel like that's something really wrong with our society today. Because if we let people become who they really are, I feel like as a society we could progress a lot more if we didn't bring each other down as much. And really I feel like that's some that's what this podcast has shown is that we as a society need to help bring each other up and not down. Thank you for listening to my podcast.